0: This is The Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. You're listening to The Carl Miller Show. I am your host and the principal broker of Carl Miller Realty, LLC. We're located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg. We are your caring, competent, trusted advisor for real estate sales and service. Today's topics... What common themes did the top agents who attended the peak experience last week discuss? And some common real estate terms that may surprise you. Special thanks to our sponsor this month, Brown & Moore Exterminating. Brown & Moore specialize in evaluating and treatment of wood-boring insects in homes. They offer service and termination of all types of bugs, including termites. Brown & Moore have been taking great care of my clients for the last 17 years, and they can take care of you too. With personalized expert service, give Dennis Brown or Chuck Moore a call today, 434-929-2342. That's 929-2342. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. This week's featured listing offers 2,500 square feet of living space with a level fenced backyard, a two-car garage, a main level master suite complete with double sinks and a large closet and main level laundry. With three additional bedrooms upstairs and a huge backyard patio, you'll love the modern design and flow of this house. Built in 2012 and located in the Cornerstone community off of Greenview Drive, you'll love the option to walk to the gym or the popular neighborhood restaurants. With just five minutes to the Wards Road corridor and a two minute drive to the Timberlake Road area, don't miss out on this fine home located at 503 Capstone Drive and just reduced to $410,000. Well, joining me in studio as usual is Yancey Campbell, our marketing director and licensed agent with our firm. Welcome, Yancey. We added
1: a new part onto my name there, Carl. We did,
0: yes. (laughs) Good to be here. Congratulations on acquiring and obtaining and earning your real estate license. Thank you. Just kind of empowers you to continue to expand your role at the company. That's right. Happy to... Have that role for yeah, you. Yeah,
1: it's very exciting. Well, we have had a very busy April and first part of May. I mean, golly, time flies, Carl.
0: <laughs> yeah, we it's just kinda of, was thinking back what all we accomplished in, in April and you, you had a big part, a lot of this to do with this one. And so just last month, you know, we did yeah. something fun. We normally have a sponsor for the show. And this week, you know, shout out to Brown and Moore. But mm-hmm. uh we, we ended up just kinda of highlighting and there's five Saturdays, so we highlighted five. Different nonprofits in the area, including the Exchange Club, Freedom 424, Blue Ridge Pregnancy Center, Lynchburg Symphony Orchestra, and Humankind as well.
1: And Carl, we even hosted several events in the last six weeks, including our sponsorship of the Freedom 424 5K race. Mm -hmm. We had an Earth Day event. Shredding day at our office where yep. people came and dropped off tax documents or even just any documents from their house for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a Mother's Day giveaway mm-hmm. for our client CRM and that was successful. Congrats to the winner of that. Yep. And then this week we hosted a ribbon cutting um, and grand opening of our Alta Vista branch office and that was highly successful. Yeah, so wonderful to see all the people coming out. It was. Vista. It was. It
0: was really cool too to see you know Aaron, you know Aaron Short and Ann Short you know they mm-hmm. retired from the real estate space and they're Agents um, that worked for them for years, yeah, you know, joined our firm, which is Laney Thompson and, and Marie Mitchell, and uh, you know, it was just cool. There was just great weather, great turnout, and you Couldn't know, three of the town day. council members were there. The That's right. chief of police was there. The town manager was there. So it was. It was fun. It was mm-hmm. a
1: great day. Yeah, it I, truly was. I didn't know. how
0: You were asking me how many people you think would show up, and I, I didn't know. I said maybe 20 people, but I think there's probably close to 50 people there. Yeah,
1: we were joking around at the office. We need one of those things people walk through at the amusement parks that count how many people <laughs> a come little, through.
0: little turnstile there. <laughs> right. Well, last week I was in uh, San Diego at this time, and I recorded mm-hmm. uh, the radio show with my good friend and real estate broker, Mike Gandolfo, with RE Solutions, and he's in Louisville or Danville, Kentucky, if you need a Good real estate agent over there. Let me know. I'll get you connected. And uh, he had an exciting weekend as the Kentucky Derby was hosted last weekend. So he flew home from the event and went straight to the to that. And he's the host of the largest horse racing podcast in the in, in the world, actually. And, by the way, it airs live on Thursday evenings on Facebook Live, and it's available on all your favorite pa- podcast wow. platforms. So if you want to hear their recap, it's called the uh, Horse Racing Happy Hour is the name of the show. I love that. It's very cool. Yeah, and him and his um, – he hosts the show, but uh, there's some really cool – Racehorse talk on there. Okay. If anybody's into racehorsing, racehorse uh, the events there. He's he's definitely the expert. But check him out if you and if you want to catch that show with him last week. Um, you can also check out the Carl Miller show anytime, and that's on your favorite pod, class, pla, podcast platform.
1: platform. That's a hard for twister. to say. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. He's for me to say right. So anyway, I was in. Uh, so that was a great great time. So I was in San Diego, and I was with uh, my coaching company, and there was a little bit of a premier event. With agents uh, from all over the U.S. and Canada, these are some mm-hmm. of the best agents in the business, and and honestly, over the years have become a lot of them have become my best friends, and uh, so it was inter- interesting with the conversations that happened, and I kind of identified. I picked up just five themes that just kind of was talked about over and over and over again in that, and so I thought I'd just share that with listeners today, and the five. <clears throat> Things that we heard over and over was just how do you know challenges, just ways to make your offer stand out if yeah. you're representing buyers. The shortage of inventory, uh, overworked vendors. Mm, you know yeah. anybody that's kind of related to the real real estate space seems like they're just overworked, and then stressed buyers. We talked about that quite a bit, and then also stressed real estate agents. So you know those were some of the common themes. I thought I'd just talk about those a little bit in the first half of the show. Mm-hmm. And the first one, was, and we've talked about this on our show too, Yancy, about ways to make your offer stand out.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, one of the best things I think you can do as a buyer, just in general, you, you do have to stand out as a buyer today. If you want to get your offer accepted, you have to find ways to make, to stand out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so one of the best things you can do that I've found is just to get as much information as you possibly can about the seller's needs. You know, whenever a seller moves. It, it's almost always attached to a pretty major emotional event that's happening in that true. owner's life. You know, you have either a, a timing aspect where mm-hmm. there's, you have to move and it has to be within a certain time frame. That's a stressor sometimes there's expansion of family so maybe somebody's having a baby or or maybe even they're bringing in a, a family member member to live with them like a parent like an aging parent or mm-hmm. or maybe there's a returning you know uh, somebody that was an empty nester is now no longer empty because the college <laughs> students coming back home, back home yeah. you got the expansion of family or the addition of, of a family member who just needs to be you know cared for at home sometimes there's a death involved you know and unfortunately that that I mean that happens we we all die at some yeah. point and and sometimes there's a spouse Left by himself or herself, and they just don't need that big of a house anymore, or it's too much to take care of. Mm -hmm. We get that a lot sometimes with yards that are huge, and one spouse just doesn't have the capacity to take care of the yard the way they did 10 years ago. Uh, Sometimes there's divorce, sometimes there's a a new state involved they're moving across the country or moving several states away so now they have just this new community uh, sometimes they're moving closer to a job or closer to a family member and and health changes are another reason that people absolutely. move and so so you got to understand when you're buying it's easy to think as a buyer only what your needs are but your counterpart in the transaction also has needs and those needs many times are very emotional
1: yeah absolutely and what
0: we found is just meet the emotional need and there's a great chance that your offer will stand out as you're working a deal with the seller.
1: So what would you say are some examples of meeting those emotional needs?
0: Well, I think um, one is easy is, is kind of timing, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: A seller says, we don't know where we're going to go. We don't know what the process looks like. And so mm-hmm. we know we need to find another house and we need 60 days or 75 days to find that other house, identify yeah. a property. Yeah. So one way you can meet that Cater need then as that. a buyer is to say, okay, tell you what, Mr. Seller, we'll, we'll close on your house and we'll rent back you will allow you to rent back from us you know for 30 days 45 days take your time getting into the next house cuz you know, that seller's need emotionally is that they're going to be homeless. They don't know where they're going to go.
1: And if your buyer's in a spot to be able to do that, then mm-hmm. that makes your offer strong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Against all of the other ones that are saying, hey, we need closing early. We have to move in ASAP. Right.
0: Right. And usually there's two fears that a seller has after they go under contract and, mm-hmm. and you know, that, that they want to know that the deal is going to close. So mm-hmm. if it's sold over $40,000, like $40,000 above the list price, for example, you know, will the property appraise? Well, as a buyer, you can waive a portion or even offer. Of the uh, appraisal contingency with an appraisal gap clause. Yeah. So that's just a couple of ways you can meet that need.
1: I love that. That's great.
0: So another theme that came up was just the shortage of shortage of inventory. And, you know, we, we've been talking about this in Lynchburg. In fact, as of this weekend, actually for the first time since November, there's now 200 houses on the market. We, okay. We've been running about 160 to 170 pretty consistently uh, all of spring, mm-hmm. early, late winter. Mm-hmm. But um, as of Friday, we were actually up above 200 for the first time since November. Ooh-hoo. And that's single family homes in Lynchburg, Bedford, Campbell County now, and Amherst County. Now, keep in mind, it's still a seller's market. I mean, there's there's 420 or so houses under contract, so, right. so 210 homes are selling every month, assuming a 60-day escrow period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's one month of housing supply, it's still a seller's market. But that shortage of inventory, every single city in the U.S. has extreme limited housing options, and that's just causing the speed of the market to be very rapid and competing offers for, for many of the houses on mm-hmm. the market. Yeah. Another thing we talked about was the overworked vendors, the overworked people involved in a transaction. And a lot of us have challenges with uh, you know, just making sure that things close on time. So Absolutely. the lenders are overworked, the title companies are overworked, the appraisers are, are backed up. Um, home inspectors were locally I, I haven't seen that happen as much. Well. It seems like the home inspectors, you know, there's not as many homes going under contract right now as there was Previously, right. So we're able to get home inspectors in in a timely manner anymore. But but contractors, like if there's an electrician, a roofer, a plumber, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a well driller, a well driller, I've <laughs> experienced that. Yeah, there's we're dealing with that four months, months out. Yeah, so so you know the contractors are just pretty booked up. Yeah. And because of that, uh, you know it's just patience is needed.
1: Correct. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we
0: talked all about the just the need to be really kind to vendors and show them that we love and care for them, and also just making sure you treat them right. Like when it comes to the when the bills come in, pay them promptly. you Absolutely. Know, and just keep good will in the relationship because those same people are serving your clients and and you want to be as a part of party to that transaction you want to Make sure there's goodwill involved as much as possible. And
1: if you're feeling overwhelmed, there's a good chance that the other people are yep. feeling overwhelmed as well. <laughs>
0: that is exactly. <laughs> Especially the in okay. the real estate world, yep. but so even that... just
1: overall with the pandemic and things, people are going through huge emotional changes with that too. So
0: yep, it leads us right into the next point, which is just buyers that are extremely yeah. stressed out and sellers that are extremely yep. st- stressed out. So one of the topics that one of the sessions actually in the conference I was at, um, uh, we we, they, we talked about that quite a bit. So I mean, if you think about what all we've been through mm-hmm. as a society. And I'll mm-hmm. just lift list off five of them, you know, lockdowns and mandates. You know, mm-hmm. we had all these rules kind of pushed upon us that America never had pushed upon us before. Correct. And then, of course, the, the the standards and the goalposts kept moving. And it was incredibly frustrating for Americans overall. There's another phenomenon happening in the U.S. right now. And it's being termed the Great Resignation. Forty-seven million people in the workforce quit their jobs. Wow. Just that's you a know. lot of people. Yep, Then moved to another job. Some of them just quit and got out of the workforce altogether. But what's interesting to me is almost 70% of those who quit, according to a, a recent survey, that in some capacity regretted quitting their job. So wow. not only did you have 47 million people quit, but then there's some people regrets regret attached yeah. to that. And sometimes there was moves attached to that, and mm-hmm. they moved – Say for, I mean, I was in California, so uh, a speaker talked about moving from California to, say, Houston, Texas. Oh, wow. And, you know, yes, housing is cheap, and I got out of California, but all of a sudden, guess what? It gets hot in Houston <laughs> in the summer as opposed to San Diego, California. As where opposed it's just,
1: to 75-degree weather year-round. <laughs>
0: 65 degrees yeah. feels pretty nice in January, yep. i got to say. So uh, so that, that whole great resignation uh, is definitely a, a value that's, I mean, it's something that the Americas and, and we, see, we see it now every time you go to a – you know, it seems like every time you go to a place of business there's help wanted signs out there yeah. and customer service is lacking a bit. Yep. Um runaway inflation. And uh, just an interesting statistic about inflation. a um, hundred dollar bill in in, in two thousand, so twenty two years ago, is worth sixty one dollars today. Golly. But just in the last year, you know, we've already heard how inflation's up eight point three percent right yeah. now. Yeah. So just inflation is definitely a so hot a thirty nine
1: percent decrease in twenty two years. Yes. That's crazy.
0: Well, I mean, inflation happens yeah. over time, but it is definitely being but that's so only a hundred dollars
1: when you put like I don't know a hundred thousand in perspective yeah, since two thousand. That's yep. just quite 61, a bit of money. sixty-one thousand yeah. dollars. No, yeah. True,
0: in fact, that's the truth. And then wars. We we've been hearing a lot about the wars, and unfortunately, there's you know it just seems like bad news coming out of Ukraine every single mm-hmm. you know every single week right now, every day almost. But that's stressing a lot of people out, and then just divided and stressed. And you know, we we had all the riots and the woke movement and just all the stuff going on as a society. And what I think what's challenging about the woke movement, just in general, is that it's just very, very unforgiving. Like it's very, it's not predicated at all in grace or mm-hmm. giving people a chance at mm-hmm. hearing the other side mm-hmm. out. The cancel culture thing is is concerning as a society. Yeah. Just because if somebody doesn't agree with an opinion, It's boom, one and done. It's you just, make one mistake. Exactly. And so it's, it's as a result, people are tired. They're emotionally frazzled, burned out, and just out of alignment. Is yeah. what we we talked about. And you know, as humans. We want to be at peace. We want to be loved. We want to be happy, wealthy. And healthy, and not just wealthy in dollars, but but wealthy in time.
1: Absolutely. There's a great
0: quote that says, being rich is having money, but being wealthy is having time. Mm. And I love the I like that. I love the Jim Rohn quote, too, that just says, uh, time is more valuable than money. You can always get more money. You can never get more time. Mm. But the fact is, we, we all want. Health and we want wealth, you know, whether it's with time and or money. Yeah. So sometimes it's just easy to see that buyers and sellers have all these issues, but then here's the reality: as you bring it home, like agents, real estate agents are having those same issues, and that's what that's what we talked about last is just that realtors, you know, and people in the real estate space have those issues, and you know, even in our office, we're we're dealing with this stuff, and you know, I'm having the same stress and burden, and a big part of life is just to simply recognize the fact that we've all gone through a pile of crap in the last twenty five, two point five years, and you know, our clients have gone through it. And I had to stop and just realize, you know, I've gone through it too, yeah. you know, and I might be a little bit off and yeah. a little bit wobbly. Abs- and just you not... might not
1: even realize it exactly. until two and a half d- years down the road. And that's yeah. where
0: um, the people closest to your life can identify that for Absolutely. you if you're willing to listen. So, you know, and, and, and this, this, this uh, real estate space, you know, it was, the profession was hard in 2018, 2019, and it's even harder today
1: because
0: mm-hmm. the profession is just moving at an all time high rapid speed. And in fact, right here in Lynchburg as of Friday, again, you know, 412 houses under contract. When I look at the median days on market for those 412 days, five days. Mm. You know, they're, they're selling an average of a median number was five days. So
1: you take a look at that as a buyer's agent. Yes, your buyers are the ones making a decision. That's their money going into that. But mm-hmm. as an agent, you want to guide them properly. But right. you have less than five days to do that. Even then, I mean, it's, sometimes it's 24 hours before. It's exactly. like, OK, wait, we need it. to put an offer in like that, now. That's so. what's,
0: I think that's what, makes, that's what makes it hard is because we're, you know, we've got a day agenda or plan or meeting or whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden, boom, here's a house. And, yeah. and you got a ready, willing, and able buyer exactly. who's desperate to find out. So, of course, we've got to give priority to that so unfortunately you have to drop what you're doing and share that house and they may or may not
1: yeah Yeah,
0: so so you know but it is it is causing some frazzle and you know i think one of the foundational principles that i'm just more aware of than ever is that when the market's hot the foundational principles that you run your business on that's when they matter the most Mm -hmm. i think back to 2005 when building contractors were just in super high demand Mm -hmm. work got a little sloppy and and people's calls were not being returned and And then the Great Recession happened, and in 2010, so many skilled workers were just simply out of work, and they were begging for the opportunity to put their skills to use. And the ones that survived, I mean, as a general, were the ones that had really solid foundations. They were excellent in their work in the – crazy times and they were excellent in their work in the slower times mm-hmm. and some of those agents were just out there i mean those contractors were out there just begging for work at yeah. very discounted prices and now
1: they're not even answering calls well and so that's <laughs> again so where in
0: business it's just so incredibly important that the foundations are good and it's yeah. even more important when they're when in a hot market um so it's just it's just interesting. Uh, there's an old line that says you can't you can't tell who's swimming naked in the sea until the tide goes out. So when the market <laughs> turns and the tide goes out, that's when you kind of realize who's got their fundamentals down and who right, doesn't. So right. and of course the real estate market is definitely a hot market right mm-hmm. now. So it'll change, but it's important to make sure professionally and personally there are some good grace given and that as individuals we're taking great care of ourselves so that we have the capacity to take care of others. And I think that's true for all of us right now. Carl's Clips, Carl's Real Estate Tip of the Week. Listing your house, while you might be tempted to shortcut the process a bit because of current market conditions, taking time to adequately prep as you would in a slower market will pay you dividends. Paint the front door that's looking tired. A fresh coat of paint will just make that pop and create a great first impression. Sidewalk covered with algae? Pressure wash it. Landscaping your mulch beds, tired or overgrown, trimming your bushes, and adding fresh mulch will go a long ways in creating a great first impression on a buyer. Homeowners who go the extra mile in prepping their home are the ones who are getting top prices and favorable terms on offers received. If a buyer feels confident in the visible maintenance impressions, they may go even so far as to waiving any repair requests or even a home inspection entirely in order to be the winning bid. So get your house right and do the fundamentals. To the Carl Miller Show. Are in, our second, in our second segment. Yancy, I'm all tugged out today. <laughs> it's okay. Yancy and I are going to discuss common real estate terms that may surprise you. That's
1: right, we've got some for you guys, and the first one we're gonna start off with is home inspection. Now that I'm a licensed agent, I've seen and just also talking with other agents in our office, a lot of offers right now in this market are waiving home inspections. Carl, what do you think about this?
0: Yeah, so home inspection is just an opportunity for a buyer to go in and find get a house fine tooth comb by an independent third-party contractor okay. prior to closing. And so in Virginia, homes are sold kind of as is. Like yeah. in other words, we don't have long disclosure forms mm-hmm. in Virginia like some states do. So the Term that we hear all the time thrown around in the real estate world is caveat emptor, like mm-hmm. buyer beware, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's no liability on the seller after a home closes. Mm-hmm. Typically, I mean, there's some exceptions to that, but typically, unless there's fraud that was performed, then what you see is what you get. And after closing, any problems with the house are the buyer's problem. So, home inspection is basically the opportunity we do account- under contract, subject to a satisfactory inspection gotcha. or a home inspection. And then, typically, in a slower market. Home inspector goes in, finds things. Right. Buyer says, okay, Mr. Seller, let's fix these things. They negotiate back and forth. But today-
1: People are waving this altogether.
0: Sometimes people are waving home inspections altogether. Mm. And you ask what I think about it. I have a really hard time advising a buyer to waive a home inspection. I think that a home inspection should happen, mm-hmm. especially because you don't know what you're getting into. And you'll know three things. You'll know what's right about the house. Mm-hmm. You'll know any maintenance issues to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Like if there's, for example, a water heater that's 20 years old, it's still right. working. But, hey, guys, it's 20 years old. It yeah. could go out any day. Yep. And then you know right now issues. And that would be like if the water heater is leaking, for example. Correct. then That needs to be corrected, in yeah. my opinion, by yeah. the seller. It's the seller's problem, not the buyer's problem. But yep. to your point, some buyers are just saying, some you know what, don't... we want this house. We don't care.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And sometimes that's what it takes to get the house today. Hmm. I don't like it, but that's the market. the market's way bigger than Carl, that's for sure. That's where we're at. You know, um, so yeah. So yeah, I mean, so sometimes that does hurt buyers, you know, after the fact, so... Let's talk about buy-downs. That's another term we hear sometimes, buy-downs. This will start to become more popular as interest rates go up. A buy-down is a mortgage financing technique lowering the buyer's interest rate from anywhere from a few years to the lifetime of a loan. Usually, it's a little bit of a percentage lowering. Uh, Usually, the property seller or contractor makes payments to the mortgage lender, lowering the buyer's monthly interest rates, which in turn lowers their hmm. monthly payments so okay that's so with term. interest
1: rates climbing we'll probably start seeing a little bit more what's the difference between this and discount points and I know yeah. that we're going into a lender question yeah it is a
0: little bit and you know and obviously anytime there's a lender question I like to just let the lenders speak that's true. to, to yeah. answer that but but typically you know you can basically buy points down at the time of closing gotcha. uh, which will give your effective rate a little bit lower but buy down is basically you're kind of prepaying some of the principal off gotcha and just a general rule of thumb when the interest, and it's been a while since I've researched this at the low rates, but if the interest rates are at five or six percent, if you just make one, like if you your very first payment on a thirty-year loan, if you double payment, mm-hmm. you did a double payment mm-hmm. and put the specified that that first payment goes to interest, I mean to the principal only, mm-hmm. and you did one extra payment every year mm-hmm. at the beginning of that term, it can typically save about six or seven years. Oh of wow, the loan life. that's amazing. It's pretty significant. very good to know. Yep. So,
1: okay. So our next term is sale leaseback or more commonly known as post-possession. We mm-hmm. kind of throw around the term post-possession yeah. in the office. Yep. Um, so a sale leaseback occurs when a buyer closes on a home and then leases back tenancy to the seller. This usually occurs when the seller needs more time to vacate the home, in which case the buyer becomes sort of a landlord and receives payment from the seller for every day they remain in the home.
0: Right. And we kind of alluded to this a little bit, just making your offer attractive in the first half of the show. Mm-hmm. because yeah. uh, and, and we're seeing this a lot, by the way, right yes. now.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, if, if you're, as a buyer agent, talking to the seller's agent saying, hey, what do they need? And they do want two extra months of living in that house to find another home because right now it's hard to find that home. If your buyers are able to do that, that would be... Very helpful. It
0: is very helpful. So the the legal term is sale, lease back, or sometimes referred to as a post-possession agreement Mm -hmm. uh, by the seller. And, yeah, we're we're doing a lot of that. In fact, we had a closing this week Mm -hmm. where the buyer went under contract, had no idea where they were going to go. And we negotiated that they had the option to stay in their house for up to 45 days. And the the win-win for the seller in that case is that the property can close, and now the seller's got the cash in hand. Yeah. So they can go make an offer. Yep. That's not subject to even a closing, because so, that
1: I mean, just right now mm-hmm. makes an offer weaker if it's subject to sale.
0: If it's subject to sale and the house isn't sold yet, you almost have no shot at all, right? With the exception maybe of a new construction house where a builder's willing yep. to work with you a little bit, yep. But yeah, a typical buyer, especially if there's five or six offers on the table, right? It just doesn't make sense if you've got another offer that's clean because because yeah. it's, it's putting. Control outside of what you can control as a seller. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sale leaseback very popular today. Let's talk about appraisals a little bit. Um, what's an appraisal guarantee, and and what is that a is that a waived appraisal? So mm-hmm. we're seeing appraisals being mm-hmm. waived in contracts right now. In fact, you've been involved in a transaction right. just recently where that was the case. Yep. So. Lenders are going to require if there's a loan involved, the lender's going to get an appraisal. That's a requirement. They're going to require that almost without exception. There are a few exceptions there's to that. a Couple
1: that. times, but for the most part, yeah. They have so, to.
0: So, so if somebody's putting a conventional loan down, there's 20% down appraisals. It's going to. They're only going to get a loan for 80% of the appraised value or 80% of the purchase price, whichever is less. Correct. And so, what happens sometimes is buyers will just say, "You know what? If it doesn't appraise, we're going to just eat fill the difference in cash." In yes, cash. it's called an appraisal gap. Yeah. But uh, and appraisals are a whole. We could probably fill up a whole show about appraisals. We could. We
1: could. But, They're uh, very interesting.
0: But appraisal is definitely something you're going to hear about and in, in any transaction if there's a loan involved. So, kind of speaking of loans. There's another term.
1: P-I-T-I.
0: PITI Stands
1: for Principal Interest Taxes and Insurance. And uh, these four words refer to the sum of each of these charges, typically quoted on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. So this is your monthly payment when yep. you purchase a home.
0: Yep. Yep. The cost are calculated and then just compared with the borrower's monthly gross income when approving a mortgage loan. So mm-hmm. a borrower's PITA or P-I-T-I should generally be less than or equal to... And there's some variance in this with mm-hmm. the rates rising, but you know, good rule of thumb is 28% of their gross monthly income.
1: Okay, very good. Some to know. people
0: are stretching themselves up to 45%. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to live life, so I hate to. <laughs> you have, like to
1: go on trips and have I fun. I do and... <laughs> like to go on
0: trips and have fun. Life's too short, right? Yeah, I
1: don't know that I'd want uh, half of my income wrapped up in my. Yeah. Monthly payment for my home. But. I guess.
0: I guess if you're at a certain income threshold, half of your payment may not be too bad. That's true. But that's true. But no, it's it's it for most uh, blue collar workers. I mean, that's stretching people to where they. Can't have fun in life. And
1: you can base that on where you live as well, if the cost Truth. of living. You know, yeah. in Lynchburg, cost of living's lower versus so big it's, city. So it's
0: important when you're just calculating and making a decision about where to buy, you know, look at the principal and interest payment, but also factor in mm-hmm. taxes and insurance and maybe yeah. even homeowners' associations too, if you got yeah, an HOA fee. Absolutely. One more. First right of refusal. Do you know? Have you heard about that?
1: I have. but I don't know what it means, Carl. Okay, so first, tell me. Yeah, first right
0: of refusal means basically a buyer can enter into an agreement with a seller or, or even somebody who's not even selling. Okay. But they can just basically form a contract with them where they have first right of refusal, where they can, um, if, the, if the seller, if the owner of the property ever sells, that buyer would have the first right or first option. Okay, gotcha. So they would have the first right. And we, we sometimes we list the property mm-hmm. and there's an adjacent land tract next door mm-hmm. and there's a house in three acres and there's a three acre track next door and the seller's open to selling them separately. Okay. Sometimes we market them in such a way that we give that land tract, the vacant land, first right of refusal option to the buyer of the uh. house. So, they have
1: the first chance to get yes. that, and if they turn it down, then it opens up Yeah, to so them.
0: sometimes we have a buyer who says, I want that three acres but not yeah, the house, yeah. so we can go under contract with them, provided that the purchaser of the house does not buy it. So Correct. we do what's called a first right of refusal okay. in the event that the purchaser of the house doesn't want the adjacent track. Gotcha. So that's kind of a few things we like to do. Gotcha. And now, the bizarre real estate fact
1: of the week. All right, bizarre real estate fact: Mark Zuckerberg purchased four homes next to his home in Palo Alto and leased them back to the families that lived there. Why did he do this? He did it to avoid the houses from being marketed as next door to Mark Zuckerberg. There <laughs> you go. It's very interesting. Oh, that's <laughs> just a good, buy them up. Hey, I guess if you got that buyer. much money, you just do it and then lease them back. He just Brilliant. didn't want them to know that they were next door to him. So.
0: I was involved in a sale um, just very recently where there was two vacant tracks next door, and okay. they just wanted—they didn't really want the land except to make a buffer buffer space, so they didn't have an annoying neighbor next door, oh, right? So okay. it's can, the same principle; it's right. just a little different. That's I mean, right.
1: hey, maybe that guy was famous, and you just didn't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'd never know. Well, if you have real estate questions you want answered on the air, send your questions to any of our social media platforms, or send them to the WLNI comment line at three three three. 2009 that's 434 area code 333 2009 thanks for tuning into the Carl Miller show we are your local caring competent and trusted advisors for all things real estate. Thanks again to our sponsor this month, Brown & Moore Exterminators, specializing in treatment of termites and wood-boring insects. They've been taking care of my clients for 17 years Mm. and can take care of yours, too. Take care of you, too. If you're looking to sell your house this spring, contact us today, carlmillerrealty.com for a detailed market report of your home's value and how you can leverage our professional services at Carl Miller Realty for the best possible sales terms today. And We will see you again next week. Have a great weekend.